while in situations like misreading someone's facial expression can be relatively harmless, misreading nuance in a cultural context results in a widening gap amongst the populace that creates tension and divide and potentially can lead to things like civil war in the most extreme sense. From my point of view, nuance is the single most important thing for adults to reprogram into the way they take in information. If we acknowledge that we've been programmed to fall into camps, right? To only take in information that confirms our biases, we then can acknowledge that it is imperative for us to reprogram ourselves to do the opposite, to learn to quiet these biases and to seek information that gives us more of an understanding of the nuance. Hello and welcome back to the Let's Talk Nuance podcast. I am your host, Kira Louise, and I'm super excited for today's episode as we are exploring what the hell nuance is, right? We couldn't have a podcast called Let's Talk Nuance without talking about what nuance is. So I want to break it down in a short and sweet episode that gave you more of an understanding of you know, the, the path of this podcast. So let's get into it. I found a definition by Oxford languages, um, super simple, but just kind of gives us a basic understanding of what nuances. So that definition is a subtle difference in or shade of meaning, expression, or sound. An example they gave is the nuances of facial expression and body language. I love this example because it really simplifies nuance. It gives me the idea for an example. Uh, so say you're walking down the street and you see a person and they've got this kind of like stank ass look on their face, right? Like how else would I put that? Their, their eyebrows are raised. They're looking at you kind of sideways and you're kind of like, what is this person looking at? That's how you feel, right? Say also that you had COVID and during COVID, you lost your sense of smell. So you're approaching this person, they're giving you a dirty look and you're getting frustrated because you're like, what is this person looking at like this? You're perceiving this situation one way. This person is judging you or... um they're, they're unkind in some way. And this is making you grow more and more frustrated. And what you don't realize is that there's a pile of dog shit on the ground that smells really bad. And this person is reacting to the scent of the dog shit. From your perspective, you're getting more and more angry, wondering why this person is looking at you sideways. And maybe you start even a physical altercation with this person because you're like, what is going on? Why are you looking at me like this? All the while, you don't realize that there's a pile of dog shit on the ground. That pile of dog shit is a particular piece of the nuance of the situation that you didn't understand because there was a part of you that was blind or blind to the smell um, for lack of better terms, of the dog shit, which is what the person was reacting to. So obviously this is a very trivial example and probably a stretch, but just my attempt at giving you kind of a deeper understanding of 
you know, just a simple example of how missing a piece of nuance of a situation can lead to certain consequences. And, you know, in some senses, these consequences can alter the fate of a person's life. Say you get in a fight with this person, say they end up in the hospital, they end up suing you, and the rest of your life is now changed because you miss an important detail of a situation that you otherwise um, would have realized had you had a sense of smell. So this is, again, kind of a trivial example as to why nuance is important. So just to take things a little further, nuance takes a willingness to explore detail. It also takes a willingness to peer below the surface and discover things that you may otherwise have overlooked or you may have missed. Let's use another example of black and white photos or a photo that you, you've seen so many times in black and white because it was taken back in the day before there were color, there was color photography. And then someone edited that photo and put color to it. Before you thought you'd seen everything there was to be seen in that photo, but when there's color in it, it kind of gives you a new perception of that photo. This again is an example of nuance, of why the nuance is important because it gives you a deeper understanding of what was going on in that photo. Let's say, let's take it a step further and say that, you know, you had seen the same photo over and over and over. And then all of a sudden this video surfaces of that particular moment in time. Now, all of a sudden you're seeing who that person was deeper. What is the sound of their voice? Who are they interacting with in that moment? And, and just like all of the details of what was going on around them in that moment, that is the nuance. The nuance is imperative if we are to make assessments of circumstances, situations, assessments of people, of types of people, of people groups, right? Because the nuance lets us understand all the nitty gritty details that there are to understand regarding that group of people or that situation, and thus giving us a more accurate understanding of the situation or the group or the person. So why is nuance important to explore? Without nuance, we are left with a society of people who simply assume things incorrectly about each other and situations, which ultimately leads to an unhealthy society. To put it bluntly, we are experiencing the results of this oversimplification in our society right now. Take any major newsworthy event in our culture, almost every single time, if not every single time, what is assumed by the public, by either side, when the news breaks, is not the full truth. To take it further, oftentimes what is assumed is based off of the narratives that are fed by the media, whose literal job it is to create stories that are compelling, that are juicy enough for the viewers to return, that are juicy enough for the listeners to click on the title of the video or the audio clip. By nature, this is going to lead to a spread in misinformation because it is virtually impossible for all of the nuance to be known right away. And also, oftentimes, knowing all the nuances leads to far less 
clickbait than an exaggeration of the truth. Knowing the nuance usually isn't as dramatic and therefore isn't as entertaining as the narratives that are painted by the media and the various sides. But this neglecting of detail, this neglecting of nuance does not come without consequence. While in situations like misreading someone's facial expression can be relatively harmless, misreading nuance in a cultural context results in a widening gap amongst the populace that creates tension and divide and potentially can lead to things like civil war in the most extreme sense. From my point of view, nuance is the single most important thing for adults to reprogram into the way they take in information. Secondly to the nuance is learning how to quiet our biases. If we acknowledge that we've been programmed to fall into camps, right, to only take in information that confirms our biases, we then can acknowledge that it is imperative for us to undo that, to reprogram ourselves to do the opposite, to learn to quiet these biases and to seek information that gives us more of an understanding of the nuance. But why is this important? Well, the media primarily speaks to our biases, which also contributes to a widening of the gap amongst the populace. When the news caters to your biases, it creates a belief that you are far different than those who see things differently than you. You begin to see the world through the lens of these differences, making you more likely to grow intolerant of differences altogether, making you more reactive to differences and less likely to accept beliefs outside of your identity. So I want to pause and talk about identity for a second too. Because I think it's important for us to understand how our beliefs relate to our identity in a society that is polarized like we have here in America. We are programmed to attach our belief systems to our identity. So take, for instance, our political parties. If you identify as a Republican you likely also identify with free speech, with having the right to bear arms. You likely identify with these more conservative values that the Republican Party identifies with. If you identify as a Democrat, you likely identify with some as someone who believes in pro-choice in terms of abortion. You likely identify as someone who is in favor of getting vaccinated. You likely identify with these more liberal values and you have likely added those to who you are as a person, right? And so your identity is attached to these beliefs, which also are a part of the structure of a certain political belief system. And so this belief system, this identifying with this certain party, this certain group, makes it so that you are less likely to change the way that you believe on these specific topics, these specific points, because they are connected to your identity. 
And this is something that I see as potentially dangerous because in the world of exploring nuance, we must challenge the way that we identify. We must challenge the way that we have been conditioned either by our society or by our political party, by our community, etc. But the ways in which we have chosen to identify, to attach our identity to, we have to question these things and we have to explore them a bit deeper to ask ourselves, do we really, really identify with this way of thinking as a whole or do we believe and identify with these certain points? There's a difference. If we believe and identify with the whole, the party itself, then we are almost automatically signing on to believe everything that that party believes in. And thus we are signing on for a thing called group think. Our society has been conditioned into group think just with the political party system that we have the two parties. Two parties is, equals two sides, right? And when there's two sides, it is either us or it's them. When there's an us versus them mentality, one party must be correct and the other party must be wrong because it's us or it's them, right? These are opposing forces. And I want to expand on what's groupthink a little bit more. Groupthink is the tendency to identify your beliefs with the group that you most closely identify with. It takes the thinking out of the equation for you, which in an overstimulated society is quite attractive, right? Because we're just constantly making choices all day long and that gets exhausting. And I don't blame us for that, right? Because we are in this age of technology when there's so much stimulation all the time. But, but this can also be very dangerous because groupthink can lead to this mob mentality, which is when a group of like-minded individuals grows passionate about a topic and thus comes after individuals who seemingly threaten that topic and thus are threatening the identity of the whole. Let's take cancel culture, for instance. Just a few months ago, cancel culture ran so rampant in our culture that many people who didn't fully identify with the narrative of the group, either this group or that group, left or right, were terrified to say so. Why is that? Because of this mob mentality. It incited a very real fear that people who didn't align exactly with the whole, we're in some sort of danger. So for example, let's talk about, you know, the pandemic. People were very much in either this group or that group, right? We were in one group or the other. You either believed this or you believed that. In that context, those who didn't really identify with either group were likely very in fear, including myself, to speak up and say so to explore the nuances of the situation outside of those boxes because of this cancel culture, this mob mentality, this fear that if you speak up and out against the group, if you speak on the nuance, that you will either be canceled or you will be, or people will come for you in some way. And these types of behaviors lead people to silencing their unique nuanced beliefs. And this is so dangerous in a society to put it frankly, it is akin to totalitarian thinking. Freedom of thought is what keeps a society healthy and innovative and progressing. Without nuanced free discussion, we are not a free people. 
We cannot be afraid of opinions and beliefs that are unlike our own. It is actually imperative to hear those who believe differently than us. It helps us to grow as individuals and as a society. It helps us as individuals to feel seen and heard, which automatically reduces the amount of dissonance and adverse action we experience as a society from people who don't feel seen, heard, or validated because they are in fear of expressing their beliefs or their experiences that might not fall into the one of the boxes that are acceptable to our society. When people are living in fear, whether that's fear of their beliefs being exposed or fear of society members acting out of rage because their basic emotional and physical needs are unmet, we as a society continue to create more of that fearful energy for our collective future. Hear me when I say collective, that means all of us. But when we as a society encourage diversity of thought and uncomfortable but progressive dialogue, we too are welcoming a shift in the way things have been done in the past, acknowledging that the old way of shutting each other down, of assuming the worst about those who are different than us, is old and tired and does not serve us in any way. Nuanced discussion serves as the building blocks for a healthy society, one that encourages restoration over retaliation one that seeks to see situations for what they truly are rather than for what our ego wants them to be. One that acknowledges that the only way out of this uncomfortable and frankly scary state of our society is through facing the discomfort and paving a new path. This is what I choose to invest my energy in moving forward. Nuance, because our world depends on it. My name is Kira Louise and I appreciate you immensely for hearing me out for facing the discomfort of these topics. I do not take that lightly. I do not begrudge you if you feel resistance, but I congratulate you for being open to seeing things a new way. Thank you again for tuning in to the Let's Talk Nuance podcast. Until next time. Mm-hmm.